On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we continue our Western Canadian Baseball League previews with looks at Lethbridge and Brooks. Welcome to episode 32 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We are just a couple of weeks away now from the start of the Western Canadian Baseball League season, and we know a lot of people are chomping at the bit to head to their local stadiums to take in some of the action. Not just the fans either. The players and coaches are getting excited to get back on the field, and it's evident in the conversations we're about to have. We're going to start this week off with Lethbridge Bulls. Head coach Jesse Sawyer is hoping to turn things around after a rocky 19-29 and 29 campaign in 2018, which ended with being booted from the playoffs in four games to the eventual champion Medicine Hat Mavericks. Sawyer has seen the WCBL game from every level, from a player now to a coach of the last three seasons, and he's hoping this is the Bulls' time to break out. And with some returning players like Nick Anchorman, Dylan Borman, and Caleb Warden, they might just be able to do it. Jesse, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Looking ahead to 2019 already, just a short time away now. Talk a little bit about your expectations and what you're hoping to see accomplished heading into this summer. Uh, yeah, you know, we're we're getting really close here. It's uh, the opening day is sneaking up on us. And, uh, you know, we're just getting everything ready on, uh, on our end. And, uh uh, I'm really excited with the team. I'm really excited with uh, the guys that we have coming in. And, uh, you know, I expect a good season. We uh, we didn't have the season that we wanted last year. And uh, I spent, a, a, you know, the, the staff here, we spent a long time and a, and a hard year recruiting and, and making sure that we can uh, put a really competitive team out there and go out there and have a, have a great season this year. There are some familiar faces that you're bringing back into the fold. There's also some new faces. And some of them that you've already announced have had some pretty good success stateside. Is that a, a bit of a precursor to what you're hoping comes up this summer? Yeah, you know, we yeah we got a, a good group. You know, we've got some returners, some guys that have had some, uh, you know, they've played a couple seasons here. And, you know, uh, we've had some guys, and I obviously I follow along down south and uh, see how they're doing. And yeah, we've had some guys that have had some great seasons, and guys that are still playing. And you know, they're they're in their their post seasons right now with some of their schools, and uh, so they're still grinding hard. But yeah, I'm really excited. And yeah, we've had some some great great spring seasons. But you know, it doesn't doesn't mean a whole lot heading into the summer. It's a brand new season. And, you know, everybody resets to zero. So whether you've had a great season or, or not so great a season, once you once you start the summer, everybody starts at the same. So that that's exciting. Who excites you as you look up and down your roster, and who do you think fans are going to be uh, really happy to see? You know, I'm really excited this year about, you know, the middle of our order I, I really think is going to be able to do some damage. Um, I've got Caleb Warden coming back, uh, who was a big power lefty bat in the middle of my lineup last year. Uh, we've signed Riley Jepson out of the Fraser Valley, who had a, an amazing CCBC season. Uh, he's another big left-handed power bat uh, that I'm excited about. Uh, we got Dylan Borman coming back, who uh, is a, as a right-handed power bat, who's been with us for three years now, and you know he's he's going to be steady there. And then I have a, you know, I, I got a couple others like I have Parker Schmeckel, who's at uh, Nebraska Omaha, who's in first place in the Summit League, where I uh, I went to school at South Dakota State, so I follow that one a lot, and he's leading their team in hitting right now. And so I'm really excited about our lineup, and you know, not to take anything away from our pitching staff, you know, I'm really excited about some of the arms we're bringing in this year, but I'm I'm, I'm very excited. 
Talk a little bit about the ratio, I guess, of returning players versus new players and wanting to create a, a little bit of continuity in guys who are familiar with the program because, as you mentioned, you want to be able to hit the ground running and be able to uh, compete for a championship this time around. Yeah, you know, it's it's super. It's a very difficult thing, right? We have such a short season. Uh, you know, these guys, you're bringing them from all across North America, different walks of life, like they're different, you know, they're just, you know, we're so different in different ways. So we got to find a way, you know, to become a, a team in, in basically two and a half months and, and, you know, come together and mesh a bunch of personalities so that it is difficult. But yeah, you know, we, we try to, you know, make sure that you, you've got some familiar guys that you've played with or played against before. Um, you know, we're, we're going to hit the ground running there and, you know, hopefully we, we can have that team chemistry and we can have a great group of guys who, you know, enjoy being around each other and enjoy coming to the yard every day and, and that's what that way that's what makes the summer so much fun is when you do have a group like that. We've talked a little bit with different coaches and different programs so far during the podcast leading up to the WCBL season that uh, word of mouth has become such a big recruiting tool for a lot of you guys. Is that something that that you've relied on as well when you look at some of the guys who are going to be returning and maybe leaned on them and said, "Hey, if you see somebody that you either play against or play with, make sure to send them our way." Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's just, it's not feasible to go down there, you know, uh, and, and actually recruit with, you know, in person by myself. So we have to use word of mouth and we use video. And, you know, when I, uh, you know, I tell all my guys at the end of the year, like, if you see some guys, like I want to recruit, like we want, I want your best guys and, you know, keep an eye out and send me contact information. And I'm always looking at different leads and trying to find different, different players that might help here. Or, you know, this guy might be able to steal some bags for us or whatever. So we're always looking at, ways to try to improve the team and you know word of mouth is is probably our biggest recruiting tool you've seen this league in a bunch of different forms whether it be a coach or a player what leads to a successful team what is that one key ingredient that you keep seeing that goes that's what sets them apart from the rest you know it's in this league like i said a little bit earlier there it's we got you got to be able to come together as a team and you know enjoy being there and i think in this league, especially over my time, it's the teams that can find that really that that top end quality starting pitching are the ones that really you know they they night in night out give their teams the best chance to win because you know this league is full of a ton of great hitters. Uh, you know, there's always good arms. It's just those teams that can find those three, four, five you know top end starters that really really succeed. So I think is in as far as I'm concerned, those teams that can find that great starting pitching. Um, that's the key in this league. Talk a little bit about your own starting pitching then, and what are you expecting <clears throat> out of that crew? I know you have, again, a, a healthy mix of guys who have seen Spit Stadium before, and you've seen you've got some guys who are going to be brand new to it as well. Yeah, you know, um, we've I've got a big a big list of pitchers. I've got a, you know, I think I had 17 I was looking at it this morning, and, you know, with a couple more that I'm still talking to here. And I think that's number one is having a, a big staff. And, you know, at times it, it can be, you know, it, it can be tough to get guys in, but there's also times where you get a couple of injuries and other guys have to step up. So we know, especially with eight more games this year, you're going to need a ton of pitching. So I started off by, you know, making sure I have a very big uh, uh, pitching staff down there. And my starters, I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, I have uh, Jaden Griffin coming back this year, hopefully for a whole season. Uh, he had to leave in at the the end of June last year to to go down as a first freshman season, and so I'm excited about him. I have uh, Adam Mako, who's going to pitch for us out of the the Vauxhall Academy there, who's been outstanding. I think he's going to start with us at least for for some of June, um, and then. Uh, 
I have Logan Baxton, who's out of State Fair Community College. Uh, I've slotted him in to start. He started all year there for them. And uh, I have a, a couple CSI uh, or CSI alumni and a current CSI uh, pitcher who I'm excited. Those, that's kind of what I've, I'm planning out. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's real difficult to, to put everything down on paper. You kind of got to get the, the ball in the air and then see where, see where guys fit and see kind of what roles that they, they map out for themselves by their performance. So. How nice has it been from your standpoint to have a little bit of continuity? I mean, this is what year three now that you've been the head coach of the program. And so you've, you've had an opportunity to kind of uh, test the waters, I guess, in a sense, that first year, second year, figure some things out. And hopefully this third year becomes sort of everything comes together, I assume. Yeah, you know, as, as far as, you know, I did two two years as an assistant coach there. And then this is my third year as a head coach. And, you know, so I, I, I've seen a lot on the coaching side. And, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier, I played in the league too. So I got a lot of experience in the league. And, I, you know, I know that, uh, you know, it takes, you got to be able to, all three aspects of the game, you got to be able to pitch it, field it, and hit. And, you know, we got to be able to do all those things on a night in and night out basis. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested that there's, there's a lot of luck involved in the, in this league too. It's, you know, any team I believe can win on any night. And that's what makes this, this, this Western division is so tough night in and night out. Every night you're going in and you're going to play a, a tough baseball game. And uh, our guys know that. And, you know, uh, a play here, a play there can ch- change the difference in all those games. And, you know, or an injury here. We had a couple bad injuries last year. Uh, Brett Mercier went down for us. He was hitting 370. It was, uh, he came in sliding for a ball and broke his wrist. And, you know, that's just how things go sometimes. So, you know, we got to get off to a good start and, um, you know, hopefully we can keep it rolling and have a, have a really good season here. One of the things that I've also seen as I roll through the rosters, there's a little bit of homegrown talent in there as well. You've got Ty Penner from Lethbridge, Nick Anchorman from Lethbridge. You've got Dylan Borman, a Camrose boy. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of local flavor to this team as well. And I think that seems to be uh, a hallmark of the Bulls, is that being able to bring in some of that talent that has probably grown up watching some Bulls baseball in their, uh, in their previous lives and as, uh, as children. Absolutely. You know, we, we really like to, you know, have some of those homegrown uh, players on the team and it, you know, it's, it's nice when they can be impact guys. You don't want to, you know, just put them on there just to be on there. We want guys that are going to go out there and, and perform. And, you know, it is nice. We have the Prairie Baseball Academy, which I, you know, I also coach, mm-hmm. I also coach with the Prairie Baseball Academy. So we have, you know, we have a recruiting tool right there in Lethbridge. You know, we can always, you know, look to take the, the top guys off PBA every year and, you know, they're not always from Lethbridge, but, you know, we come around, but they are, they're kind of Lethbridge residents too. So we have lots, lots of people from the, around the Lethbridge area, which it helps us having the, the Prairie Baseball Academy right here. Talk a little bit about your identity that you'd like this team to envelop heading into the year. I know a lot of, especially uh, when you have that short season, it's tough to kind of get everybody to buy in. But at the same time, that gives you a, a bit of a basis for the players that you're bringing in. What kinds of teams should fans be expecting heading into this year? You know, I, I just, you know, I'm going to, this year we've talked to the coaching staff a lot. We, I, I really pride myself. We just got to play the game the right way. We got to play hard and, you know, do the little things right. And at times last year we got away from that and uh, it hurt us. And I, I really think this year, uh, me as the head, I have to put more of an emphasis. We're going to play the game the right way. We're going to play hard. We're going to run the bases hard. We're going to do the little things right. And, you know, I hope there's some excitement in there. We got some, some power in the middle of that lineup. I hope we can, uh, show that off a little bit and excite the home, the home crowd. Uh, but yeah, we're going to play the game hard. We're going to try to do those little things right. And, um, you know, hopefully that relates to wins.
And I know you guys also went through the renovations over at Spitz in the last couple of years as well. Everything's kind of done and ready to rock and roll. Uh, how important has that been to creating more of a, a family-friendly but also a, a player-friendly atmosphere at the at the ballpark? You know, it's you know, I was I was I've been there this morning, and uh, they're they're it's just about everything is is finally fully completed. Last year, most of it was done, but uh, they put a whole new concession in down the left field line now. Um, they, all new fencing and landscaping, just the little things that weren't quite finished last year are finished now. It's going to be just a beautiful place to to watch a ball game this summer. Um, I'm excited for the fans of Lethbridge. It's it's going to be it's going to be great. Uh, one of my favorite things uh, in last year it was, you know, some of these kids they come in and they don't know what to expect, right? Whether they've they've looked online or they check pictures out or not, they come in there and you know you walk in there now and it's it's a pretty special place to walk in there now. It's something. It's like you you get treated like you know, uh, it's as it's high a level of baseball as you can basically play in Alberta. And, you know, you walk into that stadium when they show up in Lethbridge that first day and they're, they're excited. And that, that excites me too. Cause you know, I played in that stadium. I remember, you know, you know, six fifty five getting ready for the game and you got those butterflies, you know, I miss that and, uh, I'm excited for them and I'm excited for this team. It's really got to be exciting for you to be thinking about that opening day as well. And how important is it going to be for you to send that message that you want the boys to set a tone early on so that, you know, when opening day and you've got that big crowd, they are going, hey, we want to go back. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's a thing that, you know, if you really love this game, it shouldn't it shouldn't take me to get you excited for those games. I'll, I'll be right there with them. And, you know, I'm going to make sure we get, we're as prepared as we can be for that first game. But if you you know you get out there and you see that crowd and um, you know you don't if you don't get those butterflies you know you're not really in the right place and I, I really you know I, I still get them as a coach and you know I think our guys talking with our guys they're they're excited and uh, you know everybody's ready to get this thing going. Last but certainly not least, what's exciting you the most heading into this summer? Um, oh, it's a tough question. You know, I, I just I love the summer season. I love the WCBL. I've been around the league for, you know, I started, my first year was 2007, so I've been over 10 years. I've been around this league, and you know, night in and night out, I tell these recruits, you know, this is the most competitive league that you know. It's so competitive. It's there's rivalries, you know, um, between us and Med Hat and Okotoks. You know, we've built those rivalries over the last 15 years, and it's so much fun out there. You know. It's a, it's just a great league to play in night in and night out. The fans are awesome. Um, it's just going to be a great summer, and you know I'm excited for that. I think a lot of us are excited for that. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and best of luck in the summer 2019 WCBL season. All right, thanks very much. Let's go east from Lethbridge on Highway 3 and north on Highway 36 to Brooks. The Bombers are heading into their fourth campaign and are hoping to finally make the jump into the playoffs. The club finished in the West Division cellar last year with a 13-35 and record. They did get plenty of attention with the power of catcher Riley McDonald, though, who hit 20 home runs in 33 games for the Bombers. Now, the dimensions of Elks Field notwithstanding, the Bombers hope the roster they have ready to hit the field this year will be enough to turn some heads. We get the lowdown now from Vice President and Director of Baseball Operations, Jason Wandler. Jason, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. You betcha. Thanks so much for having me. What excites you the most about heading into the 2019 campaign? Uh, probably just the, uh, the high number of, uh, quality players that, uh, we're bringing in this year, as opposed to years past. I think that we've had, uh, 
some really good success uh, of uh, former players recruiting uh, for us and uh, just spreading word of mouth about uh, what we're all about in Brooks and uh, the fact that we have a bunch of guys coming in this year that not only just want to experience Canada, but they actually, you know, they have a high high interest of uh, bringing a WCBL championship to our community. So that is a, that's a, it's a real big plus for us right now is that these guys are they're coming in not not as a uh, how do you want to say as a vacation and, and uh, hanging out in Canada where you know they're the drinking age is 18 and they want to come up here and have fun they they, they want to come up here and win and that's uh, and that's really important to us. That's had to have been an interesting side note in all this. You guys are one of the new teams in the league. You guys are still trying to build that reputation as that team to come to. And what has been sort of the good parts and the bad parts? And walk us through some of that transition as you become part of the league and part of a something that you're building towards. Well, the good thing is, you know, there's a, there's a, a pretty strong uh, buzz within our community and in the support that we've had. Uh, over the last three years anyways, even though we haven't been uh, super successful in terms of uh, recording the number of wins that we wanted to each year, it's it's uh, the constant support that our community uh, uh, gives us, uh, both in showing up for the games as well as sponsorships and volunteers and people just want to be part of something special. So that's been really good. I mean, even as of late, we've had more and more uh, Community uh, businesses uh, jump on board with sponsorships. We've got more billets than we have players. We have a waiting list there, so it's that's been really positive for us. Um, the fact that you know we're selling more seats uh, than uh, and tickets than we had in years past, so the, the 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 support's really strong. I mean that's been great. Um, probably the bad is. Our record, our record hasn't been able to uh, be as good as we want. And, you know, to be honest, we get guys saying, you know what, we, we want to come and and, uh, and be a part of Brooks. And then, you know, a couple of days later, they, they sign with Edmonton or they sign with Medicine Hat, which, you know, at, at that point in time, you know, Edmonton's had a lot of success deep in the playoffs lately. Medicine Hat won it last year so. Competition in recruiting has been uh, a struggle, but this year, this year has been better. I mean, uh, we we really locked in some some what we feel is high end players that are going to help us get over the hump and potentially take us uh, not only just into the playoffs, but uh, but deep into the playoffs. We'll get into the the roster in just a second, but I wonder when you're looking at recruiting and looking at potential guys, is there a certain style that you're going after? Is there maybe a, you know, I'd say this in the most loving way, but somebody maybe with a chip on their shoulder who wants to prove some of the naysayers wrong or wants to wants to take a team on their back versus maybe some of those other programs that, that have that longevity or have that reputation around them? Yeah, we're just looking at guys that, that uh, want to compete. Uh, maybe guys that uh, maybe didn't get dealt a fair uh, fair shake at uh, their university, and then they want to uh, they want to go out there and, like you said, they have a chip on their shoulder. They want to come up here and post some good numbers. They want to work hard. Uh, maybe they're looking for advancement uh, and moving on from junior college to a four year program. You know, it's those are the guys that we want. We're looking for. Um, you know, guys that have also have had proven track records, you know, they put up good numbers throughout the season, uh, but at the same time, they want to stay fresh. They want to, 
they want to continue the uh, the success maybe that they've had at school and just kind of roll it into the summer so that that way uh, you know when uh, the fall rolls around they're ready to go again and and they're ready to compete uh, for their university so looking ahead to this coming season who on the roster excites you the most maybe some names that people are familiar with or maybe even some that they're not well we got uh, we got Juan Carry on. A uh, left-handed pitcher. He's back for year four, so he's been. Uh, how do you want to say? He's been a fan favorite, uh, just because he's got a great personality. He goes out, throws, throws the ball hard, competes, and uh, so he went to the University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, this past year, and and he's actually going to bring up with him three other pitchers. It's a uh, it's a really good Division One program that has made some really big strides, set some school records this year uh, and they're right now looking to make a push in the postseason so we're really excited about uh, about the depth we're going to have uh, in our rotation uh, as well as on our back end we've got some guys that uh, have put up some big numbers nationally uh, both in division one and NAI so we're really looking forward to uh, not only just our, our, our pitching staff but in general, we're, we're really senior-dominated. So that's one of the things we wanted to do is have some guys that are going to come in here that have experience that are going to set the tone maybe some of those freshmen or sophomores that are coming in. Talk a little bit about that recruiting process. And you mentioned it with, uh, with uh, carry-on, for example, is that your players are almost your best at being able to uh, bring somebody along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had Josh McIntyre, who was a former Okotoks dog. He came to us two years ago and, and uh, unfortunately blew his hamstring in, in uh, the first game of our season, so we lost him. And so I, you know, Josh and I had talked over last year, and, and it didn't work out for him last year. He wanted to stay back in California. Uh, however, we, we connected again this year, so he's coming back. Um, and the same thing, you know, he's, he's said, you know, he's, got a few guys here and there that uh, that are willing to make the jump and come back with him um we also have uh damian rodriguez which is a senior out of central methodist uh and again he's another returner that has thrown us a few names the guys that he's played with and played against so yeah it makes it uh makes it real easy i mean we've got i think we got a three or four guys coming in from florida that play at just random universities throughout but they're all good friends they're uh they're community friends that uh you know they want to go compete together on the same summer team so they're bringing guys in that are again high-end guys that we we feel are uh, are going to put up uh good numbers for us and uh we're hoping that uh, the good numbers turn into wins those wins turn into uh more community interest puts more bums in the seats sells more tickets and uh creates a level of high excitement here in our community. I know it's always a bit of a challenge going into a summer season. You don't have a lot of time for the team to gel and create its identity. And so is there an identity that you hope when you look at the roster on paper that they envelop and that they uh, take to heart? Well, that's just it. You know, once we get the guys together, I mean, in in the three years uh, that we've had, we haven't really had that, uh, that identity and, so that's something that we're going to push for as soon as the guys roll in. Uh, we'll have a team meeting and just kind of lay it on the line as to as to what we're looking for out of them. 
and then what we want to do is uh, leave it up to a couple of our uh, guys that have been a little bit more experienced. And I know that uh, those Texas Rio Va- uh, Grand Valley guys, they uh, they play the game the right way. And uh, so we want to we want to kind of piggyback some of the things that they've done, and uh, you know keep not only how do you want to say a, a loose atmosphere in terms of you know letting them have fun and be aggressive, but also that. A uh, high level of compete, that dirtbag mentality of let's do whatever it takes to win today, and then uh, we regroup for tomorrow, and, and and then we get after it again. Is there a sense at all that maybe being able to have some continuity in the dugout as well with your coaches, with your manager, that kind of thing, uh, will allow to keep you rolling along and keep learning a few things as the seasons roll on? Yeah, I know that uh, you know having Kyle back in the league. And his familiarity with uh, the league and the players, as well as our pitching coach, Matt Conley. I think having those two guys back for year two, uh, they both have a strong sense of now what it's going to take to get us over the hump and lead these guys in the right direction. So that, uh, you know, from day one, once we have our first team workout, that uh, everybody knows and knows what the expectations are and they're all going to pull on that rope together and and become uh, what we call just one big family so one of the things that I always look at when I when it comes to Brooks is you look at the bandits and how the community is really bought around on that Uh, do you look at the bandits do you talk to the bandits to see you know what they what works for them what doesn't work and and try to create some some synergies there maybe Uh, yeah as of right now I mean uh, year one year two uh, they really didn't uh, they didn't really want to divulge a lot because of the fact that, you know, they, they felt, almost felt like there was a little bit of competition uh, where we don't feel that. We just want to uh, piggyback off of, you know, some of the things that they've done. We want to create a good partnership. And now going into year four, I think that's uh, what what's happened. I mean, we're now working together collaboratively with them in terms of, you know, hey, why don't you come to the game? You guys sponsor a game. We'll sponsor a game. We'll sell tickets. You know, you guys come to one of our games, sell your tickets for your golf raffle fundraisers, um, and, and we'll uh, and they'll allow us to do the same thing. So, I mean, uh, with what they've got going on in the community right now with the NJAC, uh, hopefully that, that buzz that's created just kind of rolls right into our season. From the fan perspective, take away uh, from this conversation or what they should be expecting heading into the 2019 campaign from uh, from a fan experience perspective. Yeah, I mean, we just we just want a lot of people to come out to the ballpark and enjoy uh, family fun entertainment in a in an atmosphere where they're going to watch some quality baseball. They're going to be treated to uh, how do you want to say just a just a great experience, good overall experience something that is going to have them uh, coming back to the ballpark night in and night out uh, so that they can, uh, you know, feel free to bring their, uh, their young kids. We want to cater to uh, the elders in our pop in, in our community and uh, just baseball fans in general. We want to create baseball fans out of people that maybe just come for one or two games and we want to hook them and bring them back so that they're buying, uh, you know, a flex pass and maybe they're coming to, to half of our home games, if not the majority of them. So that's kind of what we want to do is get people interested in what we're all about and and, uh, get them to spread the word and bring more people back to the ballpark to enjoy the experience. 
Is that one of the the fun parts of this venture now that you guys are into year four now is you create a little bit of your own identity that way and, and all of a sudden the fans have something to attach themselves to and buy into. They know that they're not going to, a lot like junior hockey that way, you're not going to be able to latch yourself onto a player for a decade or more, but at the very least you know what they're going to be getting out of their team day in, day out, year in, year out. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that, I mean there's more than just, developing connections with the players whether it's uh through uh conversations after the game jumping on the field and intermingling with our guys uh or you know hanging out with our billet families and becoming you know one of uh one of our members of the community to you know just being visible and and, and having good relationships with our fans uh those things are important to us and, and we hope that uh the community sees that what we're doing is all a good thing and I mean, not only that, I mean, but we're also, we've also connected with our, uh, the County of Newell. We've got, uh, some, some money that's been given to us for, uh, facility upgrades. So we really want to create that fan experience and give them the, the best experience to have them come back. Sounds like a great idea. And hopefully, uh, it turns into a few more wins for you guys this year. Jason, thanks so much for the insight and looking forward to what the Brooks Bombers have in store for this coming season. Hey, thanks so much. You guys keep killing it. I love what you guys are doing. Keep uh, spreading the baseball love in our uh, in our league. We want to thank both Jesse and Jason for joining us on the podcast this weekend to all of Alberta's WCBL teams for helping us arrange these interviews. We will have the final two previews featuring one of the province's best rivalries next week. That, of course, being the Okotoks Dogs and the Edmonton Prospects. We'll also have another episode ready on Thursday, just like normal. So all the more reason to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. As always, a massive thank you one and all for all of your support on all of our platforms. And of course, thanks for listening.